It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a lot to get to today on another good episode. First off, Mike Brown wants some credit. Andrew Bogut on a pretty bad Joel Embiid joke. Sticking with Bogut, his value to this team, not only on, but off the court. And why some people believe the Rockets will benefit from an earlier matchup against the Dubs. And on top of that, why some people aren't buying the Rockets hype. And it has more to do with the Dubs and the Rockets. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. And just real quick, if you are looking for Locked On Warriors, first off, just go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and give it that subscribe button. Maybe give me a rate, too. Five stars. Uh, But go ahead and subscribe. You'll get it downloaded every single day. And you can also find me on the new podcasting app called Himalaya. Himalaya not only has personally curated playlists, it's adding brand new top-of-the-line features every single day day so go ahead and download that if you can't get himalaya you can also find me on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify just about everywhere but make sure you tell your smart device to play locked on warriors you know you can also find uh, some of the other podcasts on the locked on network just so you know if you love what you hear about the warriors you can find it about every other nba team nfl teams mlb teams uh, some of the big college teams also we got everything covered for you so make sure to check All of that out on the network. Got a lot to get to today as when you get to the playoffs, man, every story is not big, but bigger, funnier, more fun, all that stuff. And we're going to start it with Mike Brown, who I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty fascinated by Mike Brown just in the sense that he got a great job with the dubs. I mean, he really did. And I think it's Ethan Strauss or maybe Anthony Slater or just by looking at him, you can tell Mike Brown is living his best life. He is loving life being the assistant coach for the Warriors. He coached uh, a a dozen playoff games two years ago for the Dubs when when Steve Kerr went down with his back issues. Uh, He's, you know, riding his motorcycle. I know his son plays college ball uh, around here, I think. Uh, But either way. He's loving it. He's having a great time. I'm very intrigued about when he does get his next head coaching job because I would love to see how not what he's learned as if, you know, working with the Warriors is some big – it's not Popovich or anything, which also not all Popovich disciples work out either. But just if he 
his attitude changes after the dubs and what he might bring from the dubs as far as the offense is concerned when he does get another head coaching job. I thought, first off, I called before the season that Luke Walton would be the head coach in Sacramento. Dave Yeager would get fired. Luke Walton would get fired from the Lakers, and Walton would be the head coach in Sacramento. So I thought it would be a great fit, and I think it is a great fit, and I think he'll do a great job. But one of the reasons why I didn't come out and make a big fuss about it before the season is I'm not going to sit there calling that a couple of different coaches are going to get fired. That's not really good form. So, anyways, before Walton ended up getting the job, when Magic resigned, I didn't know if Walton was going to stay or go or what was going to happen. So I thought Mike Brown would have been another interesting choice in Sacramento. But anyways, it all happened already. Walton's there. Mike Brown's still with the Warriors. Moving on. Well, not quite moving on. I'm still intrigued to see what happens when he does get a head coaching job. Now moving on. Mike Brown wants some credit. And you know what? I think we're going to give it to him. Mike Brown was in the same Uber as Jonas Jarebko and Clay Thompson when they decided they were going to go to the beach together. And they asked if Mike Brown wanted to go. And he, yeah, he's, yeah, let's go. <laughs> go to the beach, you know, get some get some sun, get some rays, play some volleyball. But then he decided, uh, by comparison, you know, his his dad bod wouldn't look as good next to Clay and, and Jonas. So he decided not to go with him. He said, I'm going to hit the gym. I'll, we'll, we'll hit it up another time. Hit it, we'll hit up the... the the, the beaches in Denver while we're, we'll, you know, we'll play the Nuggets or something. Uh, so he decided he wasn't going to go with them. But he says he deserves credit for part of this 32-point performance because Clay said he was going to need a little music at the beach, get his head right. So Mike let him take his Beats pill, you know, the, the little Bluetooth speaker you can set up, and he let him use it. And then Clay goes off for 32 points. But he also had to confront him after the game in the plane's Give me my pill back, homie. And uh, he said, you know, Clay gave it up real quick because he knew that as a young man against his grown man strength, his old man strength, not a match, not a match for him. So funny little anecdote there, but it was just another way for me to bring up Mike Brown, who did get his beats pill back and was a huge contributor to Clay's game. Uh, But I just do think that we are very quick to bash Steve Kerr and the coaching staff when things go wrong and not give them as much credit when things go right. And after game two, after KD did struggle, well, struggle, didn't shoot, they started calling more plays for him. They started to look for ways to get him uh, more open shots, have him come off more Bogut screens, which, by the way, that's a nice little, they got a nice little connection, Bogut and KD. That's working out pretty damn well. Like, he's getting wide open shots off of Bogut screens. And it's uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But it was just a way for me to, first off, funny story. Second off, give Mike Brown credit. And also throw some credit to Steve Kerr. Because they deserve it. I know people, I don't know how Warriors fans feel. I, I know they rip Kerr sometimes for his rotations and things like that. But I also know people outside of Warriors fans think Steve Kerr doesn't do anything. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Because that means they haven't been paying attention to all the things he's changed since he got here, uh, what, five years ago. So... Shout out the coaching staff. Shout out Steve. Shout out Mike. Shout out all those guys. Jaron. Who else? Nick Uren. Uren. Shout out him. Joel Embiid. Funny guy. A lot of people in the uh, NBA universe, atmosphere, Twitter sphere, whatever you want to call it, 
Uh, I really like him. And he's got great game. Uh, I enjoy 75% of the off-court stuff. There's still some of it that is just, I don't know, unnecessary. Um, After damn near knocking out Jared Allen with a terrible back elbow that he should have been ejected for. Um, He laughs about it on the podium with Ben Simmons, which was an awful look. And he should kind of be embarrassed about it, I think. And I doubt he is, but that's fine. 75% of it I like and is funny. But sometimes he goes too far. Sometimes he punches up. And he was asked a question about being up 3-1 in their series. Uh, so feels good to be up 3-1. So uh, we definitely don't want to be in a situation uh, like the Warriors two years ago. <laughs> Joe. I was kidding, man. I tried to <laughs> No, nah, I was kidding. But uh no, nah, we 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 wanted we wanted to be able to close it at home, man. So that was a big win. So we just gotta So here's the deal. Three one jokes, we've heard them all. It sucked. For a year we had to take them. But there were also some funny ones. I'll give credit when something's funny. When someone's able to make a funny joke, put something clever together, you get all the credit in the world. That wasn't funny. He just stated a fact. And here's the other thing. For a guy who's on a team that has won one playoff series, won one playoff series in his entire career, lost to the Celtics last year to a team without two of their best players, no Kyrie, no Gordon Hayward, you lost to a rookie and to Marcus Smart, my dude, Marcus Morris, was clowning you in the playoffs. So that's where I say maybe relax a little bit. Maybe not punch up. Because I guarantee you, if it comes down to it, if somehow they make the finals, which I still don't have them doing this year, and they go up against the Warriors, you think Draymond's going to sit there and laugh about it? You think Draymond won't have something else to say uh, about this this 3-1 joke? And I'm sure they're fine with it right now because they're not playing the Sixers. But if it comes down to it, that one might come back to bite him. Andrew Bogut did have a response. But in his wisdom, his older age now, a little less crotchety than usual, Andrew Bogut uh, was a little more measured than you would expect. Bogut said that Joel is a bit of a larrikin. Yes, a bit of a larrikin. Joel Embiid saying the Sixers don't want to do what we did in the 2016 finals. It's just Joel being Joel. He's a bit of a larrikin. But they have to get to the final to a final series first uh, before they can even think about doing that. It's been a funny talking point to a lot of people in the league. I uh, still haven't taken any notice of it, and it's not something that's been mentioned in our locker room. You ask what a larrikin is? I got the answer for you. A mischievous young person, an uncultivated, rowdy, but good-hearted person, or a person who acts with apparent disregard for social or political conventions. So that one is definitely now part of my vocabulary, and you're going to hear me using it a lot moving forward. Uh, Bogut said pretty much what I was saying, but in a much more diplomatic way. So whatever. But if the Warriors and Sixers do make it to the finals, that's definitely something to watch for because – They may not talk about it, but I guarantee the couple players noticed it. So we'll have to wait and see what 
happens. Going to take a quick break, come back. I want to talk a little bit more about Bogut and his value to this team, not just on the court, but off it as well. We also got some talk about the Rockets and why some people think an earlier matchup with the Warriors uh, might favor them. And why some people in the NBA circles, uh, NBA reporters, aren't exactly on the same page with the people that think that the Rockets have the Warriors number. So we'll get to all that coming up next here on Locked on Warriors on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Hewlett Packard Enterprise. At CDW, we get modern servers need to be flexible, flexible scalable, and predictable. I predicted you'd say that. <clears throat> okay, what will I say next? Probably something about server security. Impressive and freaky. CDW can implement secure Hewlett Packard Enterprise Gen 10 servers that improve speed and performance while reducing while reducing co- costs. See predictable. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. I predict a web address. CDW.com slash HPE. I'm in your mind, man. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's uh, what's good? What's going on? Just doing a podcast, you know? The Dubs have two days off before Game 5 against the Clippers, uh, but that doesn't mean that the news stops, especially in the playoffs. Everything that you say or do is news. So we're definitely covering all of it. Andrew Bogut was a surprise signing towards the end of the season when the Warriors figured that a guy like Robin Lopez was going to be bought out in Chicago. Which, by the way, even though it's worked out well, and I don't have the full story, but if the Bulls really refused to buy out Robin Lopez because they knew he'd go to the Warriors is emblematic of the fact that they're one of the worst franchises in the game. Cool. Look at their history. Great. That was 20 years ago. Now, they're a laughingstock. And the idea that they would keep a guy from a shot at winning a championship just because of the Jordan Bell mess, because they did something dumb, because they did something dumb before, kind of shows what kind of franchise the Bulls are. But anyways... It worked out fine because Andrew Bogut is now a warrior. They sent Larry Harris, and I'm, I didn't have his name uh, last time I talked about it, Larry Harris to Australia to not only watch Bogut but to talk to him, gauge his interest in coming back to the Warriors for the last last run towards the playoffs. So, I, I, like I said, giving credit to Steve Kerr and Mike Brown and the coaching staff, have to give credit to the front office and the scouts and the people that do the legwork. Larry Harris is the man who went out and handled all the Bogut business. And Bob Myers, too. Shout out, Bob. Always. It has worked out as well as any signing could have. Now, we'll see what happens moving forward. But up until this date, what is it, the 23rd? Up until April 23rd, you probably couldn't have found a better option on the buyout market or whatever. I don't know where else. G League, whatever. Bogut's been great. 
on the court and off the court. On the court, the defense is pretty close to the same. Offensively, he looks a little better, to me at least, and I think a big part of that is his body was really worn down towards the end of his run in the NBA with the Lakers and was it the Cavs? Was that the last team he played with? Uh, Either way, getting that time off, playing a 28-game season in Australia, and now coming back for this last run with the Warriors, this, you know, end-of-season run, which, I don't know, could be another 30 games on top of the 28 he played, 30 games overall. He looks fresh. The offense looks better, or the scoring looks better at least. He's always been a screener. He's always been a good passer, but the scoring looks a lot better. Obviously still a a damn good defender, great defender, but his basketball IQ and his defensive IQ are the things that really set him apart. And you can see him talking while on the court, calling out plays, calling out the other team's plays and things like that. He's really directing the defense. But one of the things you don't see, and there's a great article on The Athletic about it, I suggest you all go subscribe and check it out, is how he's uh, – mentoring's the wrong term, but he's trying to pass along as much knowledge as possible when on the bench or in practice or whatever. It's so much more than just what he does during the game. He's trying to, like I said, pass along as much knowledge to guys like Kevon Looney, Jordan Bell, Alfonso McKinney, whoever's willing to listen, but the young guys specifically. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the article because I think you should all go check it out and read it for yourselves. It's really good. It's, you know, the the fact that he has kids now has made him less crumudgeny, I guess is the term. But Kavon Looney had the best quote of all, and I will give you that. Uh, here it is. Kavon Looney says, as far as Bogut's concerned, he's still an asshole. That ain't changed. Uh, Looney said, obviously, joking a little bit, but, you know, there's some endearment there. And then he went on to say, but he's always nice to, to his teammates, and he's great to me. I say he's probably the smartest one of the smartest basketball players I've ever played with him, Andre Iguodala, and Draymond Green. IQ level is crazy. So I loved that. It was great to read because, yeah, I mean, he's still bogut, probably still, you know, doing his thing uh, as he usually does. But he is still teaching these guys and trying to uh, impart some of that knowledge that he has because his his IQ is is ridiculous he he anchored that defense for all those years and is now doing it again and on top of it I I didn't mention but it's obvious the the value has has risen tenfold since Bogut or excuse me since uh Boogie DeMarcus Cousins got hurt so there it is Bogut is an incredible addition to this team and a nice uh, not redemption story but uh you know Maybe a nice end to his NBA career or an end to his time with the Warriors. Who knows? Maybe a better end than before. But he has come out and said, look, I I get it. It's Kevin Durant over Andrew Bogut. You make that move every single time. So, yeah, it it definitely hurt and pissed him off in the moment. But uh, he seems to understand and be over it at this point. Moving on to the team the Warriors will most likely face in the second round, the Houston Rockets. And I just wanted to touch on something because I'm getting pretty sick of hearing it. Um, personally, and I understand there's just Warriors fatigue with NBA fans, uh, NBA writers and analysts also, which whatever, that's fine. Uh, I still like them, but the idea that playing the Warriors in the second round favors 
the Rockets, that it helps the Rockets because, you know, Chris Paul will be healthier and James Harden will be fresher and blah, 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 blah. Here's my thing. Why do people assume that only benefits the Rockets? You know who else is going to be healthier and fresher? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Andrew Bogut, Andre Iguodala, all the guys on the Warriors too. They are going to reap the same benefits and rewards as the as the Rockets. I know that's hard for some people to grasp, but I, I'm telling you here, the Warriors are going to be playing the Rockets at the same time. The Warriors don't have two more series to play while the Rockets sit out for, for those two series. And if we're going through games played in the regular season, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all those guys have played less than James Harden. So I just... I don't know. I think it's a weak argument. I think it's stupid, and I think people only talk about it as if it only affects and only benefits the Rockets, which is dumb. Speaking of the Rockets and the Warriors, the Hoop Collective podcast on ESPN, it's Brian Windhorst and a uh, a lot of different reporters throughout the, the NBA, all, all ESPN reporters, uh, they put out a podcast recently talking about just playoff action. And when they get to the Warriors and the Rockets, Nick Fredell, who has covered the Warriors this season, and, you know, he he clarifies and and prefaces it, you know, I've only been covering them for this season, so maybe I'm naive. But his take on the Warriors is a lot, very similar to my take. And I just wanted to play this little clip for you because I think him and Brian Windhorst pretty much hit the nail on the head when it comes to the Warriors and why I'm a little dubious of all the people talking about, you know, the Rockets are going to push them. The Rock- a couple people are even picking the Rockets. But I'm I'm in agreement with Nick Friedel and Brian Windhorst when it comes to this topic. You and I must have had the same thought throughout this game because I'm starting to hear more and more people, guys, say, oh, Houston, I think it's their time. I think it's their time, and I'm curious to see when all the predictions on all the different sites, including ours, come out, who actually who actually puts down the Rockets winning the series. Because it's not that they have no chance. Uh, certainly with the way Golden State's focus has kind of gone off and on throughout the, ser- the season, uh, they have a chance, sure. I don't believe it, though. I believe that Golden State will – We'll win that series, and we'll win that series uh, with with a fair amount of certainty, too, uh, because they are so tired of listening to, oh, Houston, oh, is this their time? A couple months ago, it was, oh, is Denver ready to, to challenge them? And then they went in Denver and won by, like, 35 uh, when they were hitting all of those threes in the first quarter. So uh, I, I made me really naive here uh, in my first year around these guys. But superstars went out. This team is motivated. They had their hiccup in the second half the other night in game two. I don't see anything like that happening again. And, and guys, let me just say, forget the Houston series. If Golden State isn't there holding the trophy one more time in a couple months, I will be stunned. Because for all the craziness going on outside uh, and all the chatter about what's going to happen with Kevin and what happens with this team in the future— these guys have all said repeatedly they know they're playing for history. And that means something to each one of those guys and to Steve Kerr and his hold coaching it, staff. On. I couldn't agree more with Nick Fernell and Brian Windhorst. 
I just, when this team's locked in, and look, they've played well in the Clippers series. They haven't played great, though. They really haven't. They have another level to get to. And if you're telling me, so let's say the rotations go eight or nine for both teams, which even with D'Antoni goes goes even less. But so you're telling me that James Harden, Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella, Austin Rivers, Daniel House, Amon Shumpert are going to be the guys to take down Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, Bogut, Iguodala, Looney, Livingston. That that's the group that's going to do it. I don't see it. And I disagree vigorously with people that pick the Rockets, but we'll see. Maybe they do it. But I am leaning more towards what Nick Friedell said and that the Warriors are probably going to win this this series, this upcoming series, excuse me, while they're still playing the Clippers. I Respect to the Clippers. But the Warriors are going to win this Rocket series and could do it pretty handily, and I couldn't agree more. Going to take one more break, come back. I want to talk about some of the playoff action that happened tonight. We have a final in the Jazz Rockets game I need to get to. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just about to wrap this thing up, but I had to get to... Some of the scores across the NBA because there's one we definitely want to hear. But there were some other games uh, this evening or last night, actually, that uh, were pretty good. Or, okay, like two and a half quarters of Detroit-Milwaukee was good. Detroit actually led going into halftime, but Milwaukee turned it on in the second half and actually got a 23-point win over the Pistons to end their season. Milwaukee is moving on. So are the Celtics who uh, finished the sweep of the Pacers on Sunday. But tonight, Houston at Utah. Utah picked up the win against the Rockets, getting that series to 3-1, which, look, Utah is still isn't going to win the series, but considering Houston is the second-round matchup for the Warriors, it's a positive. Because at the very least, they're both both teams are going to be playing a fifth game. They're both going to be playing Wednesday night. Uh, I would expect actually both teams, Houston and the Warriors, to wrap up their series. But who knows? Who knows how Utah comes out and plays? We could see where, you know, Houston's going six, seven games. Same thing with the Warriors, but I would definitely expect both of them to wrap it up. But the positive thing in that is 
they're going to be on the same schedule. There's no extra days of rest for either team at this point. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. But right now, these two teams are even are going to be even with games played moving into the second round. And like I said, the idea that Houston benefits more than the Warriors from playing them in the second round is ridiculous. It's a mutual benefit. So we will see what happens. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.